Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and share this podcast and all your podcasting and social media platforms. Thank you. Well, well, uh, on a lighter note, I got some NBA talk. We're going to – I just want to give Kyrie some credit. While I don't really, like, agree that, like, it has to be one or the other, you know, baseball or activism, I think they can coexist. I side with LeBron on that. I think Kyrie's just, like, he's doing his job. Like, it's not like he's, like, doing anything wrong. You know, he's he's allowed to, like, say what he wants. He can hold this meeting. Players, he's voicing the opinions of players, whether you like it or not or realize it or not. There is a decent amount of players who agree with what Kyrie said. You want to know how I know that? He's fucking vice president of the, of the Players Association for the NBA. Players told him. It's his job to be vocal about it to the other players, the Players Association, the owners and the media. It's it's Kyrie's job. It's Kyrie's job, people. There's no you don't have to look into it. You don't have to be like, oh, typical Kyrie, you know, flat earther. This has nothing to do with that. This is simply Kyrie doing his job. Kendrick Perkins calling him for him to like retire. What the fuck are you talking about? Maybe Kyrie does. I'm not gonna speak for Kyrie. But for the man to like voice his opinion, hold that meeting and be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't play basketball. It's literally his job. He's voicing the opinions of players. Get over it, people. It's, not everything has to be some fucking deep-centered message. Get off Kyrie's ass. Let the man think what he wants. Say what he wants. Newsflash, if there's NBA season, he's not playing this postseason anyway. Okay. But back to my bigger NBA point. LeBron James has the ability to do something very special. Very, very special. You know, in every, like, LeBron-MJ debate I've been in, you know, there's really no no, no real debate. That, like, it's ob- like, not, like, obvious, but it's close. But LeBron James, probably the better basketball player between the two. But MJ's the greatest that's discussion for another day. I'm not going to get into it. But that's how I really did put it. Like best basketball player like playing the game of basketball. LeBron has all the stats. He's gonna, probably going to retire like 40, 10K, 40K points, 10K assists, 10K rebounds. Three and six, you know, whatever you want. I don't, I, I, it's, it's rings. Rings are the cherry on top on a resume. But legacy-wise, and like, Greatness, I guess, goatness, whatever you want to call it. It really has really always gone to MJ. You know, MJ just has like that icon, you know, like, like even as a kid, you know, like I didn't watch MJ, but I knew who he was. You know, I was like, that's Michael Jordan. That's the goat, you know, like the man who's bigger than anything in the world, bigger than sports. Michael Jordan. But now, like, LeBron has the ability to kind of like steal that from him. LeBron has a great chance. Are you kidding me? The man has the ability to potentially still win regular season MVP this season for the NBA. I think Giannis will get it. But LeBron still has it, okay? So he can still get MVP. Has the chance, right? He has the one seed with the Lakers. 
best team in the West, maybe best team in the NBA. Who knows? We got to watch them play. But anyway, one seed in the West at the moment, okay? He could win the finals. So right now he could potentially have MVP, one seed, finals, win the finals while having the season split up, like broken apart, literally like a four-month, three-month break in between the season. And then he could win the finals? While also winning MVP in like his 17th season, 18th season with the one seed in the West during the biggest pandemic in American history in over 100 years or about 100 years. And the cherry on top, going back, going back to what I just said about Kyrie Irving. LeBron has a chance to be an activist and make a difference. And not just in his community. But in a whole nation, and re- realistically, after seeing all these protests happen worldwide, he has a chance to be an activist, activist on an issue worldwide, while also potentially winning MVP, finals MVP, champion, one seed, all in the same year. LeBron has a chance to do that. You know, what makes Michael Jordan so great and so big was that he expanded the game of basketball. He made it, like, worldwide. He blew it up, you know, bigger than life. You know, the the Dream Team went to the Olympics in 92. They won. And then it just took off, you know. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, man. Everywhere you go, everybody loved Michael Jordan. Bulls game, selling out. It's not like LeBron's not like global, you know. LeBron definitely is. The NBA is just as global as it could possibly be at the moment. Not really could possibly be, but bigger than it had so and ever been so far. But it has a chance to get even bigger. And LeBron has a chance to be the reason why it gets even bigger. By being the person who wins the finals and tackles racial divide amongst the country. Could you imagine if LeBron wins the wins the finals while also being able to make a difference, uniting the country? Are you kidding me? How are you going to hate the man? How could you honestly say anyone is better than that? The man would could hypothet would hypothetically, you know, hypothetically speaking, the man solved racism while winning an NBA Finals, sent a message worldwide, while also being the greatest athlete at his sport. Are you kidding? You telling me that's not going to put that? You telling me that's not better than anything Michael Jordan's ever done? Come on, people. Of course, LeBron wants to play the NBA season. He has a chance to defeat Michael Jordan, the the goat, his airness himself. It's not like LeBron doesn't want to play. You know, I'm just saying that, like, this, like, if I'm noticing it, you tell me LeBron hasn't like noticed that. This is LeBron's chance, bro. LeBron has the opportunity of a lifetime, of a career, to signify his greatness, if he hasn't already. Just a unique opportunity, and I don't think anybody. I don't really think people like realize that like LeBron has the ability to do that, and I think it's great, and I really hope he does. You know, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. I really am not. You know, I prefer Jordan over him. You know, I hold LeBron to a high standard, part in part because, you know, he's so great. 
But if if LeBron can go out there and be as active as he says he's going to be, because no one has a bigger voice in the NBA like LeBron. No one has that reach. No one has that ability to touch people's lives and for people to notice his impact like LeBron in the league. In any sport, really, at the moment, maybe like a soccer player like Ronaldo or Messi, but like, yeah, that's probably the only two. Mike Trout's not doing it. You know, Connor McDavid, the NHL's not going to do it. NFL's not global enough or big enough for Patrick Mahomes to do it or Tom Brady to do it. You know who can do it? LeBron James, the best basketball player of all time. Yeah, that guy. The larger-than-life human who built a whole school with like a 99 acceptance uh, a graduation rate. That guy. That guy has the chance to win finals MVP in his like 38-year season. 37, something like that, right? 35? Let me look it up. LeBron. Thirty-five. Year seventeen. LeBron has a chance to be an activist on the global issue of African American and even you know any type of racism. United States, specifically speaking, recipes George Floyd. LeBron has a chance to tackle that and unite a country while also using basketball to do it. And you're telling me that that man won't become the global icon? See his face everywhere. Come on, LeBron. Let's get it done. I'm rooting for you. Low key. Low key. I'm rooting for you, man. I hope no matter what, he's able to make a difference, though. That'll be great. That's all I got for the NBA. It's getting boring. But sports are almost back. I can feel it. I can feel it. You know, counting the days. It's almost July. Then we just got to the end of July. Basketball will be back. And I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Then football will be back. Life will be back to normal. We just got a couple more uh, more weeks at it. All right. It's so now time for some segments. All right. So I uh, I got this idea, this segment. It's called Watch It. But really, it's going to be like watch or listen to it. So I'm going to, I got, I'm going to, I'm going to watch a program, TV. What I'm going to watch next week is uh, the Griffey documentary on ESPN. ESPN, ever since uh, Last Dance, has been doing a series of documentaries. They did the Lance Armstrong documentary. They just had the Sammy Sosa documentary. And next week comes the Griffey documentary. And I'm really looking forward to it, to it. You know, coming from Seattle, I'm not quite old enough. You know, I never got to really watch Prime Griffey play. But... Even even as not a real Mariners fan growing in Seattle, you know, Griffey, Griffey's the man was a baseball fan. And I'm excited, you know, that that I really hope they touch on the that Mariners team. The Mariners in the nineties, man. They had Griffey, Randy Johnson, Edgar Martinez, everybody, man. I really hope they capture that team, you know. Like that team should have won something. It's a shame they never did. Shame they never did. So hopefully we get a little insight on that. But so what I'm thinking is I'm gonna I'm letting you know I'm gonna watch that. We'll come back next week and we're gonna 
I'll recap it, give my thoughts, give my opinions, while also providing what we'll watch next week in the gap between episodes. We'll talk about it, watch it. So we'll call that What to Watch. What to Watch next week, next Sunday, 6 p.m. on ESPN. The uh, Ken Griffey Jr. documentary, Greatest Swing Alive, Greatest Swing in Baseball. Can't wait for it. So, yeah. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Couch Pod. Hope you all had a great time. I look forward to hearing to you guys listening next week. I'll have a new episode out every Monday. It's the Couch Pod. Love you guys. See you guys next week. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Couch Pod. I am your host, Jish. Today is June 16th, and the MLB season is probably canceled. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a rant just as a fair warning to my listeners, but it seems as if the MLB season is going to not happen. Or if it is going to happen, it's just going to be 50 games. And when I say this, I really do hope baseball hears it. Because, my God, are they fucking up. And like, I mean this in a nice way. But at the same time, what the fuck are you doing, baseball? Baseball literally is dying. Like, the views, down. Young interest... All-time low. My coworker, I have a coworker. He's 22 years old. And I talk baseball at work all the time. And he gets annoyed. He hates baseball. As a 22-year-old, watched it all as long, all year long as a kid. Hates baseball at the age of 22. I asked him, I go, why? Why do you hate baseball? He goes, it's boring, bro. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's a common opinion. He goes, I'm like, what do you think of when you think of baseball? You know what he says? He says foul ball. I'm like, what do you mean, foul ball? He's like, that's all you do in an at bat. It's just foul ball after foul ball after foul ball. That's what your sport is is like is known for. Baseball is foul ball. The first thing people think of when you think of their sport is hate and foul ball. Kid my age, 22 years old. That's what 22 year olds think of your sport. Baseball It's foul ball. Nobody watches at my age. Not nobody, but you know, a lot of people don't. You know what baseball's doing now? Fucking up even worse. My goodness. You know, every league in the of the four sports in the in the United States of America has done like a pretty decent job controlling their sports or making it work during quarantine. You know, the NHL, they're like, okay, we're gonna add some teams to the playoffs. Playoffs starting. Let's get it going. Let's go. NFL cancels the draft. Still does the draft. Does a decent job doing it live on Zoom for everybody. Decent job. Not a bad I not a bad job, NFL. Congrats, Roger Goodell. You did it. And it looks like the season's gonna be ready to go starting in September. And the NBA. We'll get to like the, the woes of the NBA's plan later, but in a little bit. But for the most part, the NBA, they're doing a great job. Are you kidding me? The season's back. They got a date. They got it's scheduled for next year. They got the draft ready. They got free agency ready. They got the finals ready. The NBA did it. MLB, stalemate. Still. Still a stalemate. Even back in March, all the way back in March, baseball agreed that there would be a season. Even like three days ago, Rob Manfred, yes, there will be an NBA season. And MLB season comes out today. He's like, now 
I'm not sure. What the fuck, baseball? This is what you're going to pull when your sport is literally dying? It's June 16th today, right? If they were to get this negotiations over and start by next week, and then you have, you know, like three weeks spring training, if they at all, it can last even, they could prolong this a couple more weeks. But like baseball, this is your chance. There are no sports being played until like July 31st. That's a whole month and a couple weeks, baseball. Spring training's not a month, okay? Baseball, this is your shot. This would be your shot to have baseball being played while no other sports being played, and people would watch for a change. There has been no sports on since March. People had March Madness canceled, NBA canceled, the start of baseball canceled, the NBA Finals, NHL playoffs all canceled. They are dying. The people are dying to watch sports baseball. And this is what you pull. This fucking argument between your players and the owners. The chance for you to take your sport and get the youth involved and take advantage of the opportunity to save your dying sport. And you pull this shit. Unreal baseball. Owners. And I'm a... Owners, owners, owners. I'm a heavy sided on the players on this. I'm heavily sided on the players for this. So there's going to be some bias. I'm just going to let you know. But the owners, what the fuck are you doing? Honestly, like what is going on? Are you really that stuck up? Like, I know the MLB owners, they don't release their, uh, they don't release their profits. So it's hard to tell like how much money they are really losing or really making each year. But still, like you can't pay players for what they're worth. Now, for everybody saying that's like I hear a lot of people, they're like, oh, well, the players, you know, they're still getting millions of dollars. I ask this question. Would you go back to work for less than what you make? Like if you made Say I'm, I'm not. These percentages aren't like completely accurate. I think the they're uh, I think they're saying they're going to pay players like thirty percent of their salary, right? So that's like if you make, say, minimum wage in Washington's thirteen fifty. Thirty percent of minimum wage, thirteen fifty. Are you going to make? Are you going to go to work for thirty percent of that? Probably not. So why would the baseball players? Go back to work when they're getting undervalued by their employers, employers who have money to fe- to pay them at their full price, which they deserve. Why would you go to work as a player when you're not going to get paid for every day? These players have families. They have lives. They need money. And for everybody who's like, oh, well, they still have a million dollars. Like a million dollars to us is a lot of money. A million dollars to them is like a $5 bill. Like they Like the money is their money. And the, the way they live life is different than ours. Like we have to be able to see it from their point of view. Like think about it. You're not going to go to work for less than what you deserve. So why should baseball players? And it's like the owners have the money. The MLB just finalized a billion dollar, billion with a B, billion dollar broadcasting deal with Turner Sports. Okay. So it's not like it's not immediate cash influx, but teams are guaranteed to make money. Unreal. Teams from Turner Sports and the MLB make $350 million so far, like each year. Now it's $500 million. Are you kidding me? 
and you can't afford to play your players full price. Really. And for everybody who's like, oh, the players want, you know, you know, full pay at 119 games who want to play all the way till December. Well, that's where you're wrong. Their last proposal was 79 games. You want to know why 50 games is the dumbest idea I've ever heard in sports? Because it's for the owners. 50, you know what 50 games does? 50 games gives owners the most amount of money they can make. By 50 games, you make it so you're paying your employees who work for the stadium the least amount of money they get. You're paying players... 50 games worth, as well as you're saving all your revenue for the playoffs, which is where you make most of your money anyway. So the owners, they get a win-win-win. They save money, and they make more profit than ever. Everybody else suffers. Is that fair? Is that fair, baseball? Are you really that stuck up? Is your head so far up your ass that you're willing to let your sport die? Because I hope not, because if your sport dies, then you have no money at all. I hope I hope two and two go together to baseball there in their head. Unreal. But I think the biggest fuck of all of this, who's who's ruined everything, is Rob Manfred. What the hell are you doing, Rob Manfred? You know, like people came into your to you to you becoming commissioner with high hopes. At least I did. At least you know, people thought it was like a young guy, you know, coming to replace Bud Selig. Boy, were we wrong. Give us back Bud, even at his you know like almost dying corpse. Give us back, give us back Bud Selig. Are you kidding me, Rob Manfred? Here's what you've done so far: your sport dying. You juiced the balls and then denied it. You had the Astros cheat, and then you let them get away scotch-free. And now the reports are the Yankees cheated as well, and you just let that, you know, you slid that underneath the rug. What the fuck, Rob Manfred? How is it that, you know, baseball, you know, has a shitty-ass commissioner killing the game? Roger Goodell, maybe the most hated man in sports, does a better job at his job than you do, Rob Manfred. How? How have you managed to become more hateable than Roger Goodell, the man who suspended Tom Brady for no reason, just out of spite, better at his job than Rob Banford? Unreal. Unreal, Rob Manfred. What the fuck? I hope you're ashamed. I hope you're ashamed. Because I love baseball. I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. I've played it since I was five years old. But Rob Manfred, man, you are making me fucking hate it. What a bunch of old pansies, bro. Get out of your stuck ways. It has to evolve at some point. And I'm not talking major changes. I'm not talking, you know, drastic. But do something. Your sport is dying and you're letting your and you're letting the owners, bro, control you. I know they control your job. They like they fucking you're you're you command to them. Like you you work for them. But come on, bro. What is this shit? Literally three days ago, you said, I am confident there will be a baseball season. Then literally today, you're like, yesterday, sorry. You're like, uh, I don't know anymore. What do you mean you don't know? The players literally said, tell us what day to show up and we'll be there. And for you and the owners to say that you don't want the players to be able to go to court and like about like 
technicalities in the contract or going back because or being mad about the fact that you said back in March when you guys agreed that you would start the season again that you would give them pro-preprated salaries? What the fuck, baseball? What are you doing? Get your head out of your ass. Unreal. Figure it out or your sport's going to die. The NHL is probably going to pass you. You're going to be the fourth biggest sport in America. You're lucky UFC's pay-per-view or they would probably pass you. Or if you're lucky America doesn't give a shit about soccer at the moment. Because you could easily be sixth. Figure it out, baseball. Pissing me off. On today's couch pod we got baseball talk my message to baseball and its owners we got the nba talking about Kyrie trying to suspend the season furthermore potentially and lebron's potential shining moment to catch jordan legacy wise and i got a few segments for you guys at the end so let's get into it <laughs> 